how are ye? Welcome to the Candle Tales podcast and our by now annual series on sound stories. In this episode, Circle will be telling the demon cat story. Very creepy. If you want more sound stories, we have a playlist on YouTube, so be sure to check them out. We are doing a lot of exciting events with Puka Festival this year, so please check out their website for more details and check out our website for our upcoming show that's live in the Sugar Club this November. This podcast is brought to you by our podcast supporters on Patreon. And you can join them by going over to patreon.com forward slash candle tales or make a one-time donation on the PayPal button on our website. Like and share and above all else, enjoy the story. Hey, Surika, tell us the story, will you? The Demon Cat There was once a woman who lived in the west of Ireland. Her name may have been Bridie or may have been something else. But for now, let's think of her as Bridie. She had a reputation for being hard-working and clever and thinking ahead and planning well. But most of all, she had a reputation for being lucky. She was lucky in her choice of husband. He was a fisherman. He was hard-working. He didn't drink very much. He brought home his catch to her and left it to her how it would be divided and how it would be sold and how it would be used. And she, very carefully, would arrange the fish, sort through it, and keep the best for market and not for their own table. And she would pack the fish and straw to keep it cold and fresh. And she would store it just inside the door and she would bring it to market the day after, when the fish was still good and when the best fish could fetch the best price. And she got to be known in the market locally. And it was perhaps by luck that one day a servant of a big house stopped by her stall and inquired after a fish that he could serve at the dinner that night. But it was not lucky that she had the best fish in the market that day. That was her own work. That was her own effort and that was her own foresight. And so, when other servants of big houses started making her stall their first stop, she did not consider it luck. Though others did. And word of her luck began to spread. And when one is considered to be lucky, others talk. And others wonder, what was done to deserve such luck? How is it fair that one person should be lucky and another should be unlucky and another have only middling luck? What was special about her? Did she think there was something special about her? And as tongues began to wag and eyes began to look with envy, strange thing began to happen in Bridie's house. It started one morning when she got up from market and went to where she stored the fish and found the best fish was missing. She'd set it aside. Silver scales, firm eyes, good flesh. She'd marked it, but it wasn't there. 
and a few other of the fish were missing as well. But there was no sign of the door being forced. There was no sign of a window being broken. There was no sign of any entrance, except for her own and her husband's. So she bought what fish she had to market, and she thought ahead at what she would do the next time her husband brought home a catch. And when he next came back with a catch of fish, and she cooked what she wanted to cook, and set aside the best as she always did, she decided to wait up, by herself, by the fireplace, gripping a poker in her hand, just in case, although she didn't think anyone had broken in. She was sure she would have heard. And she waited up a long time until the fire burned low and her head began to nod. And then she heard something strange. It was the sound of a small something pushing against the latch. Kind of furtive little scratching. She saw then the window, edge open just a touch, and through it slinking came the strangest cat she'd ever seen. Its head was sharp and pointed, its eyes were large and green, its teeth were so big they hung out over the edges of its lips, and its body seemed too long and sinuous had slightly too many angles on it to be the body of a normal cat. And this strange thing slunk in sideways and stepped over to where the fish was stored. And then the cat, sniffing delicately, went through the fish like a customer at market until it picked out the very best of the lot. And then, starting at the tail and working its way all the way to the nose, this little cat unhinged its strange, sharp jaw and swallowed the fish whole. Bridie was astonished, but she made no move. She waited and she watched, and she saw the strange cat go to the next best fish and the next best one after that and after it had skimmed off the cream of her crop, back out through the window it sidled, stepping strangely back arched, but still small and thin and black and did not look like a cat that could have eaten as much as it had eaten. And after it was gone, there was a strange feeling in the air, she was not sure if she was awake or dreaming until she took a candle and went and inspected and found that indeed her best fish was gone. Now the next night that she waited up with the fish placed where it had been before she called in some reinforcements an old woman from down the road to set up sewing with her and a young girl she sometimes hired to help her with the housework. They both came. They both stayed the night. The three women sat up waiting. Waiting and watching. 
and Bridie had not told them what she'd seen. She wanted them to see it with their own eyes. And see it they did. They heard the same strange scratching. They saw the same shadowy shape that looked like a cat, but not quite like a cat. They saw it jump sideways in through the window. They saw it slink over to the fish. They saw this tiny, skinny, black, pointed thing that was almost but not quite a cat open its mouth and swallow those fish down whole. But these women were not quite so stoic as Bridie. The old woman let out a scream and picked up the poker that was there by the fire and flung it at the cat. And the young girl threw her apron over her face and started to sob. And the cat, disturbed, let out a terrifying hiss. It leapt out through the window and was gone, having not quite finished its work, leaving behind it two of Bridie's best fish. But it had already eaten the first. The next morning, Bridie took some time to think things over. The old woman had thrown a poker at the cat. Now, she had connected with the creature. If that had been a real cat, a normal cat, it would have been hurt. It might even have been killed. If that had been a cat of the other world, a cat of the she, well then cold iron would have hurt it. But neither had happened. So she decided that the only other thing that this might be was some kind of demon. Something from hell. A darker world than the other world. But there was near to where she lived a holy well. And so Bridie went there with a little flask and she filled the flask up with water from the holy well and she brought it home with her. And she kept it beside her. And the next time she had a catch to guard, she felt herself ready. She called on the same two women as backup. The neighbour and the young girl. And she told them that she had everything in hand this time and that all they had to do was to keep the cat from escaping for just a moment. And so the three waited. The old woman from down the road had brought needlework that first night to work on, to keep her eyes open, but she had no need of it this time. She was sitting in her chair, rigid, her knuckles white, still clutching her needle in one hand and her embroidery in the other, but making no move to add or unpick a stitch. The girl stood by the door, trembling. And Bridie herself sat by the fire, trying to pretend that she was calm. And wondering at her luck. Was this, she wondered, the ill luck? The price for all the good fortune she'd had all her life? Was this a bill? that was coming due, she'd had no knowledge of? 
or was it some kind of drahul? An evil eye put on her by a neighbor's envious glance. She had no way of knowing. But at midnight, they heard that scratching. They saw that strangely jointed creature slipping through the crack of the window, sidling towards the fish, giving them a narrow glance out of its slanted green eyes that looked like the eyes of a cat almost. Its back arched like an angry cat. It stepped towards the fish, looking at them as if daring them to try and stop it. And Bridie nodded to the girl. And the girl stood in front of the window to block the thing's escape. And the old woman stood up with the poker in her hand, brandishing it. And Bridie put her fingers to the bottle of holy water from the well. They did not expect the cat to go for the girl. But it did, shrieking and yowling and clawed at the poor child, driving her back against the wall, sinking its long hooked claws into her, scratching, hissing, biting. But Bridie was quick. She got the cap off the bottle, she threw it at the cat. And the room was filled. A sound of hissing as if the water had hit a hot plate. A billow of steam and smoke and the yowling, hissing growl of this demonic thing. And when the steam and the smoke cleared, there was no sign of the demon cat. And as to the girl, she was more frightened than hurt. The claws had rent her apron and her blouse, but her skin was mostly untouched. She was lucky. This podcast was produced and edited by Alan Homan with music from Alan Homan. You can find out more about us on our website, candlelittales.ie. And we're on all social media, so like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Candlelit Tales or send us a message or get onto our mailing list. For more videos and live streams, like and subscribe to our Candlelit Tales YouTube channel, which now has a Candlelit Tales for Kids playlist. Hashtag Candlelittletales. Liking and subscribing to our channel really helps us grow and get to more people. And if you're able to give us more direct support, you can chip in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash Candlelit Tales or make a one-time donation through the PayPal button on our website. We also do really like to hear back from you with your questions and requests. So please feel free to contact us directly or leave your question in the comments section below. Because what we really want to do is get these stories out there. Share them with as many people as possible. So anything you can do to help, we really appreciate. And we really appreciate you listening. Gurv Mila